the Strength of the Things That Remain podcast. We sure are glad that you're here today. Uh, those of you that watched last week, I know you really received a special blessing. Brother Mike Bagwell is back with us again this week. Uh, we would encourage you to be sure and share, especially today's podcast. I believe that it may be as important of a subject as we've covered on these podcasts uh, yet, really. And I would love for you to share it, get the, help us get the word out. We're going to be talking today about why the King James Bible. Why are why why we use the King James? And uh, we want to uh, get a little, uh, a little bit of a historical context as well as. Um, uh, spiritually speaking, how it's been used, and so, uh, uh, preacher, let's let's just let's just jump right into it. Uh, if uh, if you had to lay out for us uh, just you know a handful of bullet points on why you believe the King James Bible is the uh, inspired Word of God, what would it be? Can, can I say something before we get started right there? I know on the last podcast, if I'm remembering correctly, you've been saved sixty nine years. Is that right? Age six. You said, okay. Uh, so you've been studying the Word of God for, you know, all all through these years. And so you're not a novice on this subject, you know. Um, no expert. There's no experts, but, yeah, right. you know, okay. I just want to, you know, you've been in in, in studying the, the, this Bible for a long time. Amen. And, uh, and uh, um, I just wanted to uh, mention that. I like to talk to men that's... that's uh, that sure has gained a whole lot more knowledge than what I have. Oh, yes. And, uh, uh, any knowledge I have, glory to God. Amen. I praise him for it. Let me give you a little bit of background. Okay. Again, with me and, and that Bible right there. Uh, never was there once in our home a Bible other than the King James Version. I, I, I grew up around it. Now that that's not saying much yet, but uh, that's all my life. That's been my Bible. We were in a church. My dad, uh, he was chairman of the deacons, and that particular year he was all, also Sunday school superintendent. And uh, our literature back then they had Sunday school quarters literature right. came in, and. Uh, I would have never known it. They had a verse there in the quarterly, and outside that verse, it said RSV. Uh, unbeknown to me, that stood for Revised Standard Version. My daddy saw that, and my daddy said, uh-uh. <laughs> my daddy went straight to the pastor. He said, now we can't have this. He said, if I'm the superintendent, if I've got any weight, I'm saying, we're not going to have literature with anything but the King James Bible. And the pastor did not wholeheartedly agree. He said, Brother Dan, Dan Bagwell, my daddy, he said, now we, we got to be a little more, we can't be that narrow-minded. This, these things are coming. My daddy said, it will be gone or we will leave this church. They didn't, they didn't take that out. They didn't, they didn't take us there. Daddy took his little family. We went up the road to a Bible-believing King James church where we would hear the word. I'm saying, I grew up with a daddy that had a conviction on the word of God, on the King James Bible. 
as the word of God. That will plant something deep in your right, heart right, right there to begin with. Right. And it goes beyond my upbringing. It goes beyond the stand I saw my daddy take. Uh, but uh, that's where it began with me. And then, of course, and, and I don't know what you want me to go into here. Y'all can direct me with, with your question. But uh, uh, I got saved through the message of that King James Bible. Right. Called to preach and what little I knew, that King James Bible. Every sermon I've ever preached or ever will preach out of that King James Bible. And uh, that's that's what lead. And uh, so far, I've given tradition, I guess, in my history. I believe, I believe that Bible claims to be the Word of right, God, right. and it is the Word of God. And uh, Brother Todd mentioned a minute ago, and I, I think strengthen the things that run. Every time you see apostasy, every time there's a departing of the faith, somebody begins to question that book. Amen. Right there. Right. And uh, uh, we've all heard it said, don't you put a question mark where God put a period. Right. And it is going on today wholesale. Right. Uh, next question, please. <laughs> Some of the arguments that the people that are going away from the King James, one argument that, that I've heard lately is how the translators, um, oh, you know, about the translators, how they didn't really... Uh, 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 I don't want to read the whole. I'm just trying to summarize it in my mind. Uh, they didn't really think that they had a pure copy of the word of the translators. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've heard that too, and I've tried to study some of those translators. Some of them are virtually unknown. You can hardly find any biographical information about them. I would recommend to to those that that, that are watching, it wouldn't hurt, and they are available, to read a a a book on those translators' life. Here's what the enemy's going to say. They'll say some of them drank. Some of them, and, and they were, a lot of them were Anglican. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and so uh, they didn't believe like we do on this and that, you know, and, and all of that may be true. But, but every one of them was a scholar, a Hebrew scholar, a Greek scholar in their own right. Right. And what they did with this book, I don't know if any of them drank. I, I don't know uh, the lifestyles of any of them, but I believe when they went into those rooms, there were six committees. And uh, as they began to work, I believe the God, I believe the Holy Spirit of God overshadowed. I believe the Holy Spirit of God Amen. directed their, their work and used that competency in those languages. And, uh, and, uh, I am reading again now a biography of King James himself. Mm -hmm. Can I recommend a book? Yes. Yeah. The name of it is Majesty. Let me spell that. M-A-J-E-S-T-I-E. Majesty. That's what he preferred. He didn't want to be called king. That's what he liked. Written by a man named David Teams, and he's just a historian. Wrote a book on Tyndall as well, but and uh, here's what you're going to hear about King James, our critics. Well, he was a homosexual. Yeah. Don't you know the kind of life that man lived? I've read the biography. I've read other biographies. There is no solid proof at all that he was a homosexual. 
I believe that's a lie yeah. that the devil is telling to indirectly discredit right. the King James Bible. He was unique. He was different. And in reading that book, we're going to find out in a hurry, he did have his weaknesses. But all that being said, God laid it on his heart to commission yeah. and to authorize. And he didn't have a hand in the translation. No, the, 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 no, he didn't. Uh, these men were chosen, and he did not tamper with what was being said. Yeah, and talk talk about talk a little bit about the Texas Receptus and where uh, what they translated from. Okay, uh, the Texas Receptus itself, which means the received text. Well, that shows how far we've drifted. Yeah. They received a text. And it was unquestionably the Greek text, the word of God from which these men worked. There was no doubt in anybody's mind about that. But as time has gone by, oh, we found another manuscript. And then Nestle and, and his crowd and Westcott and Horton, their crowd, they have translated a better rendering. And uh, I reject every bit of that. Um, when it comes to a suit, newer may be better. We wear our suits out preaching. When it comes to a car, newer may be better. We wear cars out with the passing of time and uh, the building up of the mind. But when it comes to a Bible text, excuse my bad grammar, newer ain't better. Yeah. We better stick with the old paths and the old ways. Right. And uh, that is the Textus Receptus. Right. And uh, uh, there's so many theories in this area of translation anymore. Here's where I stand. I, here I stand, I'll, I will believe. Uh, Textus Receptus and then the Old Testament, the Masoretic text. Right. They worked out of that. I believe they're working from the Word of God. I believe they have produced the Bible for our day, the Word of God for me now. And, and uh, I'll just, and therein I stand. I'm not going. The crowd that's going to other versions, the crowd that says uh, it's too plain. Somebody told me the other day they're vulgarities. They're no, if you read it in the right context, they're no vulgarities in that's my right. King James Bible. That's right. Well, we're talking about manuscripts. You know, I hear people uh, say, they talk about the codexes and things that have been discovered. They say, oh, well, those are older. They agree with the newer versions, those sorts of things. You correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding is the Texas Receptus was handed down through the church. They wore it out, and so they recopied it. A lot of these, a lot of these older manuscripts. The reason they still, the reason they still survive, is because the church didn't use them. They rejected them early on. Yeah. Some of that stuff from Alexandria, Egypt, origin, and exactly. Uh, one of the main manuscript lines that are giving to us all the new versions of the Bible was found in a monastery in a trash can. Yeah. Why was it in a trash can? Yeah. Could it be that those scholars in residence there knew it was inferior? But what have we done? We took it out of the trash can. We have translated it and built the new versions of the Bible on that. Right. Something's right. wrong. Right. Right. Something's wrong. Um, talk, talk a little bit about uh, how that, you know, spiritually speaking. I mean, we, we, could, we could make a whole two or three podcasts on the manuscripts, how they were brought up and... And all that's good information. But just talk a little bit. So one of my major problems with the new version, our backgrounds are totally different. I was raised Southern Baptist, 
We had every Bible on the planet. I've toted them all. Uh, I, I am what I am by my own conviction. Amen. When I got uh, when I got old enough, go, uh, a teenager, uh, got to going to an independent church. That preacher preached on the King James, and I think well, this guy, he, I don't know about this. But when I got to looking at it myself, I was like, you know, he's right. He's right. And uh, it wasn't that I was a bad person. It's just I never had been told no better. You know, yeah. we were just we were just handed whatever Absolutely. kind of Bible and told, hey, this will work and that will work. Absolutely. One of the things that bothers me about new versions particularly is it's a money racket. King James, there's no copyright. Amen. Anybody can make a King James Bible. Amen. All those other Bibles are copyrighted. And that says a lot right there. Yeah. And there's a story in that. My, my understanding is there has to be a 10% difference between one version and another is that to right? get a co- copyright. Mm-hmm. So if you've changed, I don't know how many versions there are now, but if you've changed it 10% every time you've wrote one in order to get your copyright, how many changes Yeah. How many changes to your way off course from even what you started with? And it, it becomes a money racket. Yeah. But, but tell us, preacher, spiritually speaking, what kind of things are important that are taught spiritually in the King James that are not? Right. That is a good question. My thoughts on that, the newer versions, there's several things they do. I don't know that they planned it, but they do it. Number one, they lower the dignity that belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. He is not a son of God. He is the son of God. And so many of the newer versions are making it's just a little adjective, a little article, the to a, but it makes a world of difference in how we esteem him and magnify him. Number two, the blood, the blood. This Bible I'm holding in my hand accents and emphasizes the blood. So many of the other translations either in the direct translation or in a little note, they'll stick on the margin or the side. They're de-emphasizing the blood. Number three, sin. Sin. This Bible stands against sin. It'll stand against sexual perversion. It'll stand against, uh, uh, I think it stands against murdering babies in the mouth. But but they water that down. In fact, there is reason to believe that there's some homosexual slash lesbian influence in the translation on the board of translators of some of these newer versions. And whatever you want to say about the translators of that Bible right there, uh, they were not that kind of crowd right there whatsoever. Right, right. So uh, those issues alone convince me uh, that I'm going, plus... Uh, right here, I got 31,102 verses, yeah. 1,189 chapters. And no, you go to the newer versions, there's a verse missing. There's a half of a verse missing. Well, this is not in the better manuscripts. <laughs> uh, I've got the manuscript right here. <laughs> and uh, so there are just so many reasons, I think, to stay with that King James Bible. Right, right, right. right. I'm kind of like Brother Bradley. I didn't. You know, I didn't grow up with a that ingrained in me or or put in me about the King James Bible. As a matter of fact, I remember uh, the man who won me the Lord. He bought me a Bible and gave it to me. And he said it's a King James version. He said that's all you'll ever need. Well, I didn't know what he was talking about. 
I had no clue. I had no clue there was a multitude of other versions. I had no clue about that. Uh, but but it didn't take long. To, that started coming up, you know, and I had to. I didn't know. I didn't know who was right and who was wrong. I had no clue. I had no preconceived notions. And so I just started studying Amen. basically <clears throat> where – uh, like the received text and, 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 and where these came from, where Westcott and Hort, where the two lines, there's two distinct lines of translations and all those things. And really, if you look at it with an open mind, and what's what I had, no, I didn't go into it trying to prove the King James Bible was, was uh, I didn't go into it trying to prove that other versions were okay. Right. I just went into it to find, find the truth. Yes, amen. And what I... I don't see how you, if you go into it with a mind like that and you study the evidence, how you could come up with any other conclusion than the fact that the King James Bible is, uh, you know, and you talk about the translators. A lot, we want to take God, a lot of people want to take God out of this thing. Yeah. You know, God gave us a promise in Psalms 12 that he would preserve his word for us. And my pastor always makes this statement. He said, "To, to say that God is going to resurrect these bodies and change them in a moment in a twinkle of an eye. A God like that cannot preserve a word for for you and I. It's foolish to believe. Right. And 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 so, you know, um, there's a lot of different arguments out there. But really, if you just look at the evidence, weigh the evidence. I don't say you come up with any other conclusion. Amen. Amen. Uh, last week, you mentioned Dr. Oliver Green. Mm-hmm. His love for that old Bible. Now, uh, his favorite Bible, King James Bible, was the Schofield Reference Bible. He loved it. Right. I don't guess when Uncle Oliver was was alive, he died in 1976. I don't think there was a preacher that ever visited the Gospel Hour. I mean, just to, just to see what God... Right. But he left with a brand new King James Version Schofield Bible. Uncle Oliver gave hundreds and hundreds of them away. Uh, mailed them out on the radio broadcast for somebody send a love offering and everything. From that Bible, he developed everything he believed and everything he preached. Multitudes saved. He right. died in 76. The gospel hour is still being aired across this land and people are still being saved. Uh, let me. I thought about this statement a minute ago, and I thought, well, I'll, I, I think I'll just make it. The most powerful preachers that have ever lived right. have preached out of that Bible right there. I believe the most powerful preachers today are right. preaching out of that Bible right there. I believe there's something about the Holy Ghost anointing it and the Holy Ghost empowering it for the honor and the glory of the Lord. I am not saying that, that a man that, Used another verb. I'm not saying he's lost. I'm right. not saying. I'm, right. I'm not right. implying that at all. I'm just saying I believe God's hand is on that case. Yeah. Anybody on that book right there? Proof's in the pudding. Yes, sir. Absolutely. If you study revivals of old, if you study the great move, move of God, Amen. the moves of God throughout uh, history and church history, they come from a King James Bible. Amen. I mean, every you know what I mean. They. Uh, um, yes, they every do. great move of God ever. When when, when uh, my uncle. He got saved. He was a liar. He stole. He was a bootlegger. I mean, he ran illegal booze. and uh, just He's on his way to hell. 
If God hadn't saved him, he probably wouldn't have lived another year or two. Had a godly sister who prayed for him. And uh, he not only formed his doctrine of salvation, I know uh, what he believed about the future. And, and he knew he needed some kind of education, so he went to a little old junior college there in Greenville, South Carolina. A Bible-believing college, supposed to be uh, a denominational, a Baptist college. And, and uh, what they was teaching him about the coming of the Lord, it didn't, it didn't jive yeah. what he's reading in his Bible. And, and, uh, and, and so he got a bunch of them preachers and said, boy, there's something wrong here. Let me show you that the Lord's coming. Uh, he'll descend from heaven with a shout. And, that, and uh, he got to talking about the rapture. They got talking about the millennium. I mean, literally coming, Jesus coming. Uh, uh, a, 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 not all millennial, a real millennial. And they called him in. And they said, now, son, you can't be acting like that around here. Said, we, we don't have that. We don't, we don't believe in the rapture. We don't believe in the millennium. And uh, he, he said, I, I can't quit. Okay, and he went right on, and they they uh, they kicked him out. Hmm. They kicked him out. I could name the school. They kicked him out of that school, and uh, because and where did he get all that prophecy? Where did he get all that right out of his King <laughs> right. James Bible and a literal interpretation? Of it. And, and he told me not long before he died, he said that like to cuss me when they did that to me. He said, I, but he said I look back on it. If I'd have stayed in that school and graduated with that diploma, I'd have probably ended up in some big fashionable denominational church. And he said, probably what they did was the best thing that could have happened to me at Amen. that time. Made me evaluate Amen. what I believed. Amen. And uh, uh, that's the book. Preacher, you mentioned Westcott Hort. I know that you've been a student of Greek over the years. Tell us about the, the Westcott Hort uh, Greek New Testament. What's wrong with it? Uh, and and to be clear, all of the newer versions get their translations from the Westcott Horror. Yeah, they follow text. that that strand, right. that line. Uh, before we talk about their work, the thing that would concern me would be their lives. Uh, that, and I'm not a judge. I mean, what? Oh, but I honestly wonder. If they were saved to begin with, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they and and there are some insinuations. I guess I could go that far that they dabbled in the occult, in spiritism, and and to me, nobody living that kind of lifestyle is going to be an expert on the text of the Word of God. And when it comes to the Westcott uh, Hort text itself, my biggest concern is what they leave out. Yeah. The omissions, uh, the times the blood is not mentioned, the times the Trinity is absolutely uh, omitted. Uh, if 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 anybody's watching, and you're being drawn to that that line of of Bible manuscripts, I would investigate their lives. I would read about their lives, and I think the Holy Ghost is going to lead you to the place you're going to stick with the old King James Version. You know, several years ago, I preached a series of messages here on the church on why the King James. Me and uh, three other men in our church, we sat down here and uh, I had bought a little old NIV Bible. Uh, We took the King James, took the NIV, and we started going through it and marking with a little marker everywhere there was a difference. Tell me what you found. (laughs) Well, by the time we got done, the, the little old NIV Bible was swelled out about this big because this marker's 
all over it. Yeah. I wish I brought it with me. I could have showed you all over it, all around it, uh, things that were different, substantial changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, they say, well, that's a minor change, and it's not really going to affect it, but it is not always yeah. a minor change. And, and one argument is they make it easier to understand yeah. by, by doing that. Yeah. Of course, we know that the King James Bible is written on, what is it, a, a sixth grade, fifth grade? I can't remember exactly. Um, but I, one fellow said years ago, I never have forgotten it, a lot of these newer versions leave out the blood. And at the time, he had a small child. He said, I've got a three-, four-year-old child, and they know what the blood is. It's not that you don't, you don't leave out that word to make it easier to understand. There's a reason for leaving a, like you said, the de-emphasize that. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Amen. Amen. It's mind-blowing, too, when you get to looking who, who are behind a lot of these newer versions. Rupert Murdoch. He owns copyrights on Bible versions. What does what business does Rupert wow. Murdoch have I didn't know that. in the in the Bible version business? It's a money. It's, it's yeah. he's in it for the money. Of course, he's uh, Roman Catholic, and you know, but he's in it in it for the money. There's all kinds of different people like that though that have had influence uh, in in these newer versions. And what I like about our King James is it's only influenced by God. That's you know, right. it's, it's just it's free and open. Amen. Um, Amen. For, for anybody that wants to use it, I had a young man tell me recently. He called the name of a of a Bible college. Well, it's now a Bible university. It's grown. He said I went into their bookstore, and he said I was amazed. This version, that version, and he said I asked the person on duty. Uh, I'm interested in a King James Version. Uh, and, and this is what they said. I'm not sure we have one in stock. Yeah, There may be, I'll go look for you, there may be one uh, back there in that section. That's how far we have mm, drifted yeah. from standing on the King James Bible. Yeah. There are there are medical practices. Well, I, I I'll stick with that. Psychology practices now set up in our country, where the counselor does nothing but help people leave the King James Bible and fundamentalism, help them walk away from it. How do they put it? Without guilt, without fear. We are now enlightened. To, I mean, practices dedicated. That's their specialty. They'll help with them. But that's their specialty. Right. And uh, that's how far. I like that on the wall. Strengthen the things that remain. You know, this young man that came to our church here for a long time, and he's since got out of church, and he's got a lot of questions about about the Bible. That's how Satan works. He always brings in a question about the Word of God. And he posted something on Facebook there last week, a question, something the Bible would say. And so I reached out to him. Um, we, we exchanged back down through some comments, you know, him disagreeing with me. He later reached out and said, you know, uh, I'd like to talk to you. And I don't think he'd care for me to tell this. Uh, you know, when I talked to him, he said, you know, there's a lot of, he said, I got so many questions, preacher. He said, I got so many questions. He said, but I know this. He said, I know when I come to your church, it's unlike anything else I've been to because you preached in power. I said, wait a minute, that's not me. 
That's that Bible you're that's, that's right. that Bible you're questioning. Amen. That's where the power that's right. is. People know. You know, my mama always told me when I was little, you know by the company you keep. You can look at the people that are drawn to these newer versions, and they're almost always Bible deniers. They deny major doctrines of the Bible. They undermine things that that's the crowd you're running with when you when you have one of those other versions. And I think it speaks a lot about yeah. about where we're yeah. at. Can I say I'd say to everybody watching, guard your stand and your conviction on that Bible right there. Don't let don't let anything drive a wedge in your conviction that this is the word of God. All downward slide begins. I said it a minute ago when you put a question mark where God put a period. That's right. Right. Don't step away from the Word of God. Right. I think that's why it's being attacked so much. You know, they, they, this crowd that believes in other translations will attack the King James. You know, uh, it's often been said that when an individual, when they're trying to examine diamonds, they don't examine the counterfeit, they examine a real thing. And and then that way they can pick up a counterfeit. I don't spend my life trying to examine all that. I, I just study about this old King James. Right. And you pick up a counterfeit pretty quick. Right, right. Amen. So true. Well, we hope that you've gotten some good information. They believe you have. Brother Mike, we appreciate you being here with us two weeks. I'll just say a couple things right here real quick before we go. Uh, there is no way to uh, cover King, why we're King James only in one podcast, or even three or four, really. Right. What would be some good resources if someone wanted to study this in greater detail? Wow. That's, that's a good question. And uh, I don't know one single book, honestly, preacher, to recommend. Uh, I have come to where I am through a series of decisions through, right. a, through, through, and I've explained my background, and then I've explained that power issue. That is a big, big, big issue with me. Uh, I hate to go off not being able to answer a question, but I really don't know a good book where I could recommend it and say that would be the book. Right. And uh, if I, you've I, got I, one to recommend, yeah, well, well, there's a lot out there. I mean, I've got. I'm Lord willing, will be teaching this issue in Bible college next oh, year, good. so I've been gathering some information, and there's a lot out there. But I, I'm going to say this: it comes back, and, and I think it reiterates what you said. It comes back to somewhat a level of faith, just believing that God was a big enough God to preserve His Word for us, and that He done that. Not right. that we have to. We have to try to look at ten or fifteen different. Uh, translations or versions to try to find out what God's really trying to say for us. Which, do you really have the faith to believe that God was a big enough God to you know, that, His Word? That young man that I was talking about that was struggling, when I, when I picked up the phone and talked to him, he said, Preacher, I know what you're going to tell me. You're going to tell me i got to believe it by faith. He said, I think that's a cop-out. He said, he said there ought to be some proof. I said, let me, let me offer you this. I say, every morning when I get up, I uh, go in my bathroom, I put... Uh, Pat a day eye drops in my eyes to keep me from having allergies. I say, you know, uh, I don't know who made them eye drops. I don't even know what's in them. Yeah. I just know the doctor said this will keep you from having allergies, so put them in my eyes. I did that first time by faith. 
Could have been acid for all I knew in that little bottle, but by faith, I put them eye drops in my eyes. But my faith was strengthened by me not rubbing my eyes, my eyes not watering that day. The proof was in the pud. The results of it strengthened my faith in what was in that little bottle. Well, it's the same thing with the King James Bible. Those things that I have to accept by faith that they're true. But as I accept them by faith and see God's word play out in my life, uh, it's just like putting them eye drops in. I understand that it's that it's true right. because of the proofs in the put. And, and that's and the reason I said that about you know there's a lot of men that or people in general that will invest the time to study and really research the translation. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that are not. Yeah. You know they're not going to and because it you know it, it takes some effort. It takes some time oh, to really research the the two different pathways and the translation, all that stuff. And it's complex. And it's, you know so a lot of people say, so it, it it goes right back down to what you said. Just by faith, believing, and then the proof's in the pudding. I mean, that's a good way to look at it. I like it. Amen. Do you do you like Gail Ripplinger's book? Uh, the New Age versions. Yes, best I can remember. It's been a while since I read that's, that book. You know, I was just trying to think when you asked that question what I've got in my what I've got in my office. Well, there's Final Authority by William Grady. There's uh, one. Yeah, I'm talking about the Grady book. Yeah, I, there, there, there's there's four or five in my mind right now, and I'm seeing the cover of them, but I can't. Um, I can't remember the exact. Yeah, ripping the book. It's it's black. I got a red dragon. Yeah, on yeah, I've got that. That's a good book. Uh, there's a lot of little small books. A lot of people have written. I'm just, you know, there's a lot of things that I got two or three. Somebody new wrote one just, called Less Way the Evidence. It's yeah. got a scale on the front of it. Yeah, that's King a, James. I can't remember who wrote. That. I've got that book. I wanted to say Doc Sipher wrote that book. Maybe not. I can't remember. Like I said, I have gotten four or five new ones of of late that I haven't that I'm just getting into. Uh, but uh, I, I know this. If anybody wants some more, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a list of books. Yeah. Reach out to us. I'll give you. I'm gathering them right now yeah. and uh, stuff that I haven't. You know, I, I have read several. And when you teach that, it will be available. It will it on, on the Bible College, yeah. Yeah, Blue Ridge Baptist Bible College. And um, like I said, I preached through it two years ago. We might link to that in the, in the comments as well okay. if, if you're interested in that. But uh, I think we covered some ground here. We're about 35 minutes. Like you said, it'd take hours upon hours. And we may cover it some more. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a subject worth your consideration. That's for sure. Well, we appreciate you being in today. We hope that you'll share the podcast. Hope you'll be back next week. We'll have another great preacher on. Until then, strengthen the things that remain. Amen. Hey.